1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time, a Wave Sports and Entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. My name is Bobani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching us on YouTube. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is that time of week. We have a guest joining us, coming to us live from Gill's Arena. Check him out on YouTube. Gil with Arenas, what's going on? What's up, what's up? Thank you for having me. Oh, dude, that look bad. I always appreciate when anybody joins us from the West. That's that That's <laughs> that. that got to wake up a little bit. Like, I know it's only 9 o'clock there right now, but that's still a little early to be out here talking to people.
0: Yeah, I get up at uh, about 5, six o'clock every day. So, yeah, I'm oh, still on one of those. those time. Yeah, I'm one of those.
1: Yo, so tell me this, man, because I watch the show, Gills Arena, a decent bit. Shout out to you, Josiah, uh, Kenny Martin, all those cats. Dude, y'all be up there talking like two, three hours at a time, man. That's a lot of energy.
0: Yeah, no, no, seriously, like, it's therapy. It's therapy, it's like uh, like old school practice, so that was the time that I created, it was around that 11.30 to 1.30, that was our practice time, so that's when we get to get the most energy out, because that's when we are depressed, during that time frame, when we're done playing, so I created an environment where we get to get that out, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, we get to let it go.
1: Yeah, that makes sense because I was like, I don't know what make y'all decide we gonna leave. Like I remember like when you go do first take at ESPN, like when I did High Noon, High Noon's a 30-minute show, it's 22 minutes on camera. The first block of first take is like 20 minutes. You get done, you be like, whoo, damn, man. Like, like we like we we just we just did work. Y'all out there for hours.
0: Yes. It, it, long, long, long content is coming back. Right? You know, um, a lot of people want that in-depth conversation now and i think the you know since podcast is coming through the 22 to 30 minute segments is not enough for people anymore
1: yeah let's let let, let's get let's get them back on that though like i'm all (laughs) here for getting paid for the 22 like i got like you you, like long is coming back i'm like shit man it's like (laughs) i said about baggy clothes coming back like no we don't need to do that we've been there.
0: He said, I like, I like my 30 minute pay. I, I feel you on that yes.
1: one. <laughs> yes. Like I would have to change up my whole terms, man. Like, like if it really went to that, I'd have to be like, Hey, I'm now, I'm back to being a full-time employee. Like if you work for somebody and all you do is a podcast, you are a part-time employee. I learned that when I had to go find my own health insurance after a point. If I was out there doing three hours at a time, shit. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. Y'all gonna cover me.
0: There'll there be days where I'm doing nine hours of content.
1: <laughs> nine hours Dude, that was me in my 20s i know no like that's what gets me like i'm i'm a tiny bit older than you that was me in my 20s where i could do like two radio shows in a day and then go do something else where i do a radio show and do a podcast and do another one i ain't got it like that no more like i'm amazed that you like got the win for it
0: yeah man listen it's so much competition and the only thing that's going to separate you know everyone is the work ethic part of it you know, when you see Stephen A. Smith, when you see Shannon Sharp, they got their shows, they got a show with each other. They got their own personal podcasts. And now Ocho Cinco and Shannon's matched up. I mean, these guys are pushing out so much content. If you want to keep up, you have to you have to you have to be there.
1: Yeah. see, that's the thing I appreciate about this yeah, like kind of this new era of, I, yeah, you're right about Chuck. Chuck. Chuck is not out here trying to outwork nobody. Like, like he ain't even, he, he's not mad at us saying that. He's like, no, I'm not trying to do that. But like, this new era of athletes getting in is interesting, though, because since there's so many of y'all, I do feel like we kind of see that competitive spirit get in. Like, when you work in media and see the athletes who get there, you can tell the cats who got in and were just like, cool, I think I'm gonna hit for a quick lick and then go for there. But that's not really possible anymore. Like, y'all are really, like, I think a lot of y'all are like, oh, this is harder than I thought it was.
0: When I, first, when, I, when I first started, lucky for me, I've been in it since 2018, so I went through that phase where ah, I don't, I don't want to do this and jumping in and out of it. And then probably like right around 2020, 2021 is when I really just focused on like pushing content, thinking about what I was doing. When that top 25 came out, I only looked for my competition. Like, where's Madden? Okay. Where's
1: Kendrick? All right. Where's Paul George? Ramani? Yeah, all right. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, surp- I'm surprised, though, that you wouldn't have wanted to do it because it has always seemed like you enjoy saying stuff to people to make them be like, wait a minute, what did you just say? Like, this seemed like your destiny almost.
0: Be- because when you're, when you're guest-driven, when your show is revolved around guests, you know, I'm looking at uh, Matt and Stack, you know, they got um, they'll get AI and Kobe and I got to get my friends. I got Nick Young. Like, Oh, come on, man. Right. So I feel <laughs> that the guests, you know, being with Showtime, those guests were so elite that I was like, ah. then it was like, man, they're going into culture. Let me just focus on basketball to do my part and start, instead of watching them, let them just fuel me to keep going. And that's how I looked at it.
1: Yeah, but you're also a different dude than them. And I know them and I like them. I know Steve better than I know Matt, but like, I like what they do. But like we found on our show earlier, like when back when we were doing it at ESPN, I would go for like the biggest guests I could get. And I found that the homies actually got more traffic because when people were coming to my show, they weren't coming for guests. They were coming for me. And so if I got a guest and then I'm talking to them about that stuff, that was not what the people were coming for. And so with you, I look at what you're doing and like you're you, I think, are more in, in that lane where if you came in, and you were like, yo, I got Magic Johnson on the show. OK, but we want to hear Gil. You know what I mean? Like like different people resonate in different ways. That's another thing that's kind of fun for me to watch with a lot of y'all getting into it is seeing like what exactly is your lane that you're supposed to go in to make this happen?
0: Yeah, that's all I pay attention. I just watch a bunch of content trying to figure out instead of following the Joneses, what am I good at? Stay what I'm good at and then improve on what I do. Right. Um, like when people think, I'm, you know, I'm click baiting, No, I just change wording. I just look for wording. I know people gonna jump at you. Like when I did the whole clickbait wording with the me versus Kirby. When I say it loud, I'm better than Steph. And then in small print, by the age age of 25, knowing that no one's gonna hear (laughs) by the age of 25 when they're reacting until they start trying to figure out how to make me look stupid, then they listen to all of it, right? But they already reacted off, I'm better than Steph.
1: Yeah, see, I wish I had your temperament, because my man Sean will tell you. I'll be like, yo, send me that video before you put it out here. I can't, like, when people misunderstand me, it's the worst. Like, I, I hate that more than anything in the world. But I guess for you, you're like, actually, I'm not being misunderstood. I knew exactly what I was doing to get them back over here. Yes, I do it on purpose. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. peloton all access membership in nba league pass subscription required yo let me ask you this you just mentioned steph like talking about the basketball part of it won the game last night um against the celtics with the shot at the end i think he had 20 between the fourth quarter and overtime draymond's not playing i don't know how much new there is to say about draymond but i feel like with the warriors and i'm curious what you think about this they tried to hold that core together for so long. And I feel like a dude like Steph, it was like, you could play with your homies or play for a championship. And he thought that he could really do both. But the rest of us saw that the homies was old and that it went too far. And so, like, what do you think about the position that he's in right now? Because he's still excellent. Like, I don't think he's better than he's ever been, but he's still excellent. But if the season ended right now, I don't think they make the play in, let alone the playoffs. Yeah,
0: I, it's hard with a guy like that because he's, he's, he has that chip on his shoulder still, right? Um, Clay does too. Draymond, like you got to think about who these three were. Draymond, second round, nobody believed in Clay. Nobody believed in Curry. So they have this bond with each other about proving everybody wrong. And the fact that they won what two years ago is kind of hard to convince a player like Steph that they're too old to do what they're doing. Um, for them, they I think I think Steph feels that just a piece here and there will be right back because of his excellence. I don't think he's realized that he's gotten actually better each year. But the supporting cast hasn't. The supporting cast has been riding his coattail. Like they were they were great when they were great, but at this point in time, they haven't improved on their skill set, which is hurting him today. Because now he's working harder than he should. Now, if Clay learned how to dribble, learned how to put little guards in the post, learning how to one-two pull up with the step back, and you know improve his his skill that had helped for his weakness, that team would be a lot better. But I think the same Clay pump fake, one dribble to the right or to the left, shot, come off, quick shot. I, it's catching up with him.
1: Yo, the thing about Clay that's so wild is Clay had all those injuries and I felt like he came back trying to prove stuff. I had never seen him dribble as much in my life as I had seen him dribble when they first came back. But he wasn't like he came back, like, killing him with handles. He was just like, yo, I've been bored over here for two years working on some new stuff. Y'all want to see it? But you're right. If he had added that younger, we having a whole different discussion, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's so funny is if he would have stayed doing what he did when he first came back, right? Like, people are like, oh, run him off. And he's dribbling. He dunked a couple times. Oh, sh- Clay, but then he, when he started getting back healthy, he went right back to what we were used to seeing. And it's hard to tell a guy that, man, you haven't got better that got, that can just do this anytime he wants. I got four <laughs> rings, right? It's the Trump, when, when it's like, when you love something, when you love it, you wanna, you wanna open up all the doors to that room or to that house in a sense, and that's what Steph is doing. He's opening up every key. I I want to open up all the keys to this mansion before my career is over with. And some people just happy staying in the same room. No matter how many rings they win in that room, they're just comfortable in his room because they don't want to open up nothing new because they don't know what's in there.
1: Let me ask you this. If LeBron James is in that same situation, is Clay Thompson still playing for the Golden State Warriors? Because I feel LeBron got Dwayne out of there.
0: He got Carmelo out of there right he's, right. you know Le- 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 lebron lebron understands man that listen i'd rather trade you as a friend than we're here together and i'm looking at you in a certain way and you're looking at me in a certain way and that messes up our friendship right you know he can he can move the way in gay i get you to chicago you know same thing with Melo, and we still keep our friendship intact versus i'm sitting here like yo sub this you know sub him out and put somebody else in, and then he's he's looking at me like, mm, that's what you're going to, you're just going to set your boy out like that? So that friendship, like he's, he's perfected the friendship basketball ship very well.
1: Yeah, like I feel like with Steph, they just know Steph man because he ain't talking, right? Like it's just like just walking off the court, like, hey man, you already said Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. What's the next play, coach? What's the next coach? Cause he's gotta be furious. Like, I don't know if there's anybody right now that's being asked to do more as the one dude. Cause I felt for all these years, Clay was very good, Draymond was very good. We talk about them dudes cause they play with Steph Curry, right? Like like he he has he's got them dudes in the Hall of Fame, he's got them dudes millions of dollars all of this stuff. And now you're right. It ain't enough anymore. And they're at a point now where it's not even like if they get in, like with the Lakers last year got in as a seven and we're like, oh, but they might do some damage. We're not going to feel that way about these dudes.
0: No, we don't. Like as a team, no. We, we know Steph is going to have a great series, right? We know he's going to probably hit a 50 ball, 40 something. We know he's going to do his job. The, the issue is, are the rest of the team going to be up to that task? And we, we're we going to say no. The fact that we're preying on a 35-year-old to save us is a problem.
1: <laughs> Yo, and they I mean, I will say this about Draymond. They would have probably have loved to have moved off from Draymond, except he's so important to them. And they've never figured out the answer for like, if we don't have Draymond, what do we do to make this whole thing work? And at some point he's going to come back. And I mean – Draymond don't feel like he did nothing wrong if he tried to do it, which is the wildest thing I've ever heard in my life. But he really feels that way. And at some point, he's going to have to come back. And what do you do? So
0: I I was, you know, I was gambling back in the day. Right. (laughs) And, And Draymond, there was a point where Draymond was more important than Steph. Draymond held every category besides scoring. Right, besides scoring, blocks, deflections, rebounds, assists, right, fouls, like turnovers, calls, shots, the def- like. He had every category. So when he wasn't playing, he was a minus. He was a minus eleven to the to the score. Right. So it plus plus. He was plus eleven. Curry was only a plus one. Right. So he affected the the the, the scoring more than Curry did. I don't think that they found the three, four people that they can replace him because he's one guy doing all of this and they know they can't find it in one guy. And that's the problem. He's cheap enough to keep. He's cheap enough to keep and replacing him is gonna cost you a lot because it's gonna be within four players.
1: Right. Now, is there like, are they in a position where they can make a trade? Like, I don't look at that roster and just be like, OK, you can figure it out, especially with a first year GM, where it's like, OK, well, they can make a couple of moves and then get this thing to where it's supposed to be. Because I don't see nobody they got that I would want. Like, I think the Andrew Wiggins thing, we don't follow for that. Right.
0: Yeah. You know, if you're just looking for a great third option, a solid option that's going to give you 15 to 18, um, then Andrew Wiggins is your guy. Right. If, if you're Bucks. You can say he's probably a little bit better than Middleton since Middleton's hurt right now. He's more reliable than Middleton is right at this moment in time. Um, Philly can use him, right? You know, just some guy who 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 might go for 21 day. You know, other than that, he's gonna give you anywhere from 15 to 18, uh, 25 on a really good hot day, 30 if it's his birthday. But other than that, probably Kaminga, since he's, he's really only 21 still, right? Even though he's been in the league three years, 21 still he still holds his value so that's the most important piece so if you're going to make a trade for someone good you throw your dangle Kuminga, like, hey we got a comingo over here right we got a draymond and Kaminga, you know and somebody might somebody might fall for it
1: yo the Kaminga thing is so wild because like i'm a believer and I'm going to be a believer for a while. Like, I had to give up on Jay's Wiseman. Once Jay's Wiseman started logging DNPs in Detroit, I was just like, oh, okay, so it's just not going to happen here. Fine. I was watching Kamega on Tuesday night, and I'm like, Oh, I still think this is going to happen at some point. Like, do you have those dudes where it's just it's just years later, you just have to be like, okay, well, I guess this just isn't going to happen. But Kaminga, I think it'll take five. Like, keep it like that on Cam Reddish. That's why he wanted up on teams because there's always somebody like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah. we're going to be cool. We're going to be cool. You
0: know, there's this secret. And I know everyone, everyone thought the take was horrible, probably still do, especially everybody in Detroit, where I was talking about Thompson, right? And the metrics on the general managers, right? they don't go by your year, they go by your age, right? So depending on your age, if you're under 22, they still have hope that you can be an all-star, right? Because usually your all-star, your your three-time, four-time all-star, they make that all-star by the age of 22, 23. So if you're tracking along those lines, you're still very valuable to them. So the fact that in is in, his, what, third year? And you're 21, we still have hopes. James Wiseman, we're not, we're, we're they're still like, eh, maybe, but they're still doubtful, right? You, you're, he's only 21, so it's like, ah, but maybe, maybe you might be a, a, a 10 to 10 guy one day. But when you're talking about superstars, those elites, with James Wiseman, okay, we're like, okay, he might not be that guy. Maybe he'd be, uh, Tyson Chandler one day, right? And you you try to hope for that. And that's what they do with these guys. And that's why like someone like Amen Thompson will be put to the G League. He goes to the G League, me? Okay, he's not a superstar in their mind because there's no general manager in this NBA. If they have hope for the kid, then they're gonna send him to the G League because the G League is the pits. Right? If you don't have no hope for the player, if you don't have no hope for the player, they just send him to the G League and they don't care. If he's doing well, we're we'll bringing him back up. Other than that, if my guy is 18, 19, 20 and I have hope for him, I'm going to keep him under my umbrella. I'm going to watch him day in and day. I'm not sending him to <laughs> I'm not sending him to the, to the projects of the NBA.
1: That's a project. You're not sending him to Sioux Falls. you're not sitting about there in one of them cities without no doubt on it like as i think about it with james wiseman he reminds me now a bit like marvin williams who at carolina we all saw the talent but he it wasn't there he wasn't that guy right but he never even had a chance to be the man on a team so then he gets to the nba and he played for like 15 16 years and you would be like oh i could see why somebody did this but like he never turned a corner on being that dude and my thought on somebody like him was okay you send him to the the, the d league then or the g league and maybe he learns how to like be the man on a team except so the problem with the g league is hey man them cats ain't here to help you try to become a superstar they trying to get to the league
0: they're trying to get to the league it's a selfish it's a it's a selfish system and that's why if you have hope for your player you're not going to send them there because you don't want that brain tainted of just playing selfish basketball. You don't know the weight room, the traveling. So you're gonna keep a young guy that you have hope for under your umbrella. So when when a player, when a team sends a player to that league, I I check them off. No future, no future. He's just, be, he's just gonna be a journeyman. If you think about it, think about all the superstars that were young that didn't play early. They never were sent there, right? If they started NBA and they got hurt and they went there for one game, maybe. But just to go down there and just have fun? Oh no. No, that's not, the, that's not the place for you. But but learning how to be a, this is this is a thing with young players, and it's it's crazy that Wiseman didn't really understand how to be a pro. You have Draymond, you had Curry, Clay, to learn, Iggy to learn how to be a pro you're watching what the greats do you're watching what winners do but sometimes when you're not playing when you're not playing you're not looking you're not learning right it's like it's like your parent yelling at you all day right you're not listening to what they're saying you just can't wait till they shut up right
1: and that's where james <laughs> wiseman is
0: I, i'm not listening i'm not watching you guys get better just put me in the game and I think that's what happens with a lot of young guys where they don't learn from their veterans and their greats.
1: Well, hold on. To be fair to him, though, maybe playing wouldn't help because Jordan Poole certainly had a chance to learn how to be a pro. And he over there with the Wizards looking like the opposite.
0: And, but that's it, That's the same. Right. You, you have Steph Curry to show you how to lead a team. So when you get your own team, you should know all the in and outs right? The Wizards didn't, they didn't have a Steph. They had, you know, Bradley Beal, they had John Wall, but they didn't have Steph Curry that, that really had the divine in him. So you seen it, Like right? It won't get no better than him. You got a guy who's potentially the best or the second best point guard ever. You're not going to, you're not going to play with or against that guy ever again. So you should have learned what it looked like, but you was too busy on your own trying to be who you were. There's, you know what I mean? There's, he wasn't a student of the game. Because if you were, you, your career wouldn't be like this right now. Like, they're trading you. At the end of the season, you're gone. I'm sorry. You're out of there. And whoever gets you, you're going to be back a six-man.
1: Well, yo, this is the thing. Because I was looking at, you know, I always tell people, I'm 43 years old. The Wizards ain't won 50 games in my life, right? And we have a tendency to look at the worst of them and see, it like, an unserious franchise. And I think that people would, like, think of your time there like that. Except y'all won games. When you were there. Right. Like you were there in the mid 40s, you know, getting into the playoffs at a decent top three set of dudes that's on the team. But what is it about that team where, like, again, they haven't won 50 games in my life.
0: Back then, it's when you're talking about winning games, when we were there. Right. We're all young. Like I was three time all star by 25. Right. So that's young. Right? Steph didn't really become Steph till 27. So everybody was in that 23, 24, 25 era where we still needed two more years before we were good. Really good. What ended up happening is I think we made a mistake when we, we let um, Jared Jeffries go. Right? We had a 6'11 guy who can guard one through five. He's guarding one through five. Right? So he's guarding, you know, um, Yao Ming, Tracy McGrady, Skip to Malou in the same game, shutting them down in the same, when we lost him, and we got a traditional shooting guard defender. So we went from 6'11 to 6'4, and it actually changed the dynamic of my team, and we didn't know how important he was, right? Even though we still had a little bit, more, we lost Larry to to uh, Cleveland, which helped my scoring, but as a team, it kind of hurt us, because we had that one-two dynamic where the both of us was putting in 50-something points, right? 50-something points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, four steals a game as guards, right? As a backcourt. When we bring in, you know, Deshaun Stevenson, even though he was great, right, my 29 plus his 12, you know, we got an early 41, right? You know, our stats as a backcourt drop, and I, I, I don't think they realized that.
1: But man, now they just out there, I just can't believe how unserious that team looks, right? Like John Wall, I think, got a lot of hell for being unserious, but no, about basketball, I never found him to be unserious. Like going back to heights, like that was a dude that wanted to win basketball games, but when it's bad in Washington, man, they the worst.
0: The, fr- the franchise is good. They have good, serious people over there. And sometimes when when you're young and you don't really have veteran veterans there to really, you know, keep those young guys in check, right? off the court and understanding how to be professional on the court, right? It kind of can steer your young team into learning how to lose. And I think that's what, you know, these bad teams are. Great teams learn how to win. They know how to win. Bad teams know how to lose. They find a way of losing games. And that's where Washington is right now.
1: All right, so speaking of that, we're going to talk about one team that's finding all the ways to lose games and also going to ask you about uh, John Morant coming back on Tuesday night and how he looked. Uh, we'll be back with more of that we we'll get with Arenas on the right time. Prize picks is the most fun you can have by winning up to 25 times your money this football season. And now you can play during basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats and place your entry. And with the NBA back, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. Prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. And if you stick around for the end of the show, You'll get to hear some picks from producer Sean that can either help you win or make you fail miserably. So make sure you go to prizepicks.com/bomani and use code BOMANI for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com/bomani. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. All right, uh, welcome back to The Right Time, hanging out with Gilbert Aritas. And you mentioned uh, Ahmed Thompson, who has been sent to the D League for the Pistons. I don't even want to look up how many games in a row the Pistons have lost so far, right? Oh, no, Ahmed's with the Rockets. The other one that's with the Pistons, my bad. They look alike. They're twins. Can you imagine, like you've been on some bad teams, but I don't think you've been on a team that lost 20 something games in a row. And it's like three, it's like three teams this year that look at times like the sorriest teams ever, including the Spurs where Greg Popovich is looking kind of like Bill Belichick, but don't nobody want to talk about it, but again, like, what is that? Like showing up for a team that bad day after day after day, just sounds like the most miserable shit in the world to me.
0: Oh no, oh, no, 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 no. I, okay. So my, my, my rookie season, there was a stretch where we were six and 40, yeah, we were six and 40. Um, what it looked like exactly how it looks like on the court. There was a point where we had Brian Renter's who uh, stepped in, right? Um, they decided we're not gonna have practice anymore. Just come to the games. This is pointless. <laughs> like, just come to the games. Not even. Yeah. Well, why are we coming to the practice? Because you're you're not practicing hard. You're just arguing. You're arguing about your playing time. You all think you can play on the on the end of the bench. We got guys drinking. Two, uh, we, six pack, right? It's not even six, six pack plus two, right? Two, two (laughs) beers per quarter in, in, in the Gatorade bottles. So we got players that's drunk on the end of the bench. It's depressing, right? You're counting your days. The guys who's not playing, they wish they can play, but those are sour apples because they're talking about the players that's on the court, how sorry he is. Like, it's just a bitter group of players, um, that just, when when things get rough, right, we all know um, runs, right, when a team goes on a run, you go on a 10-0 run, they go on a 10-0 run, right? When that when you go on your 10-0 run and then they go on theirs, it's tie game, your tie game to you feel like game's over. And that's how you actually proceed to play the game. Like, ah, right, it's over, they done caught up, we're done. And <laughs> you, you're, going, you're going to that losing spirit.
1: Dude, I'm looking at the roster. This ain't even like a team of salty dudes, right? Antoine Jamison, Larry Hughes, uh, Adonald Foyle. Like, these all seem to be guys that you think had the good spirit in them. You got a few like some bogeys, some Bob Sur action popping up here, right? Like some dudes you might not want no problems with. But I just, I think I always think about with professional teams, like it's worse with baseball. But when it just gets to the point where you show it up and you know that you're going to lose. And with the Pistons, they weren't supposed to be this bad. Like by now... This, they were supposed to be turning this around they got Cunningham they got Ivy they went and got James Wiseman, right but like they got guys that's supposed to be the future they paid 100 million dollars of how much they paid money to come up there and they just cheeks
0: it, it's, it's 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 real right you're okay when you take all of them as an individual right and and this is why I say people don't realize track them by their age if you track them by their age right, their age compared to the best player in the league at their age, they're all tracking the, under their age group, right? So when we take SAR, right, if you look at Jalen Green over in Houston at the same age, Jalen Green was averaging 22.5 versus 10. If you look at uh, Paolo Banchero, he's the same age. Look at his production, right? So you can say, okay, he's not playing where – his, the best player in his age group is. When you look at Cade, he's playing well. But remember, he's 22, 23. That's Zion, Ja Morant, Luca, right? So if they need to do more skill development individually, like tracking these guys, like under watching film, watching film on the better players, understanding that the process is, we need to get you better during the season, because these are where the superstars are. Everybody in that that team is around 22, 23, 24, 25, right? Where three years, this team can be great. So you need to take away the poison apples in the group or these guys will understand losing is acceptable. They're at the age where it can turn really ugly for all of them, or you can say, hey man, this, this is a good Pistons team because they're at the age where if they accept losing and they, they're like, huh, ah, next game, next game, let's go about to the next game. Then, then you have a team that you're going to you have a bunch of young guys. That's like, eh, when we turn 24, 25, 26, we'll be all right. No, you're not because you don't have the the winning spirit. I'm surprised there's no fights in the locker room. I'm surprised Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart ain't knocked a few people. Now, if, if there's if they were like, oh, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of fights going down in the in the piss's locker room, I'd be like, okay, at least they have the the fighting spirit still. The fact that they're like, eh, we gotta game tomorrow. I'm like, oh man, this is you don't this is not how you this is not how you go into that season.
1: Well, also part of it, man, what Kate, everybody be 23 years old, right? Like like and they seem to have a whole like, I gotta set the order the roster by age, and it's like, okay, I get to Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley, who is 24 years old, and it ain't really nobody below him, right? Like, everybody is in that age range. They got Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. Like, you got the, the number two picks that should not have been number two picks, like, right, like, you got them both. Like, wh- wh- what were y'all gonna prove? Y'all gonna be the ones like, oh, nah, they just don't know what they doing over in Sacramento. Apparently, they know something in Sacramento. They got that figured out, right? They got that whole set of dudes. They're all young. And you mentioned Isaiah Stewart. I saw that video of him the other day. I had completely forgotten. Like he's this generation's don't mess with him, dude. He'll try to fight all of y'all. Hopefully, like you're right. Maybe he need to be trying to fight them.
0: Yeah, and, and but but if he he's the one that that looks like him and Kate are the only ones. And sorry, that looks like they still want to win. So he's gonna have to really like yo. This I'm not accepting this shit, right? But what ends up happening is on a bad team, that becomes the bad locker room guy, right? That was Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Right mm-hmm. when you that was uh, UD right? I'm not accepting winning. I mean, I'm not accepting losing. When you're in a bad team, that becomes a bad locker room guy because there's more losers than there are winners. Right? And Bagley, I knew he was going to be a bust because I track age. When you're 21, 22 coming into the draft, I'm looking at where your peers are. Right? Your peers, like who is the best? Like he's older than Zion. He's older than Ja. He's older than Luca, so I'm like, where are you? Where your age is? You're talking about Tatum's. You're talking about Brandon Ingram. You're not there. You're in college. You're in high school. I'm sorry, bro. Someone's going to draft you and you're going to be they're going to be pissed. It's a real. Listen, this is a real thing. When you're when you're coming to the draft 2021, you need to play like it. You're playing like a rookie like the kid in Miami uh well juniors S- S- jr Junior, yeah Hockey S- S- Junior, whatever <laughs> local, whatever, whatever. sequel de mayo name you want to be right you're good for a rookie not your age so they can be hyped on to me i'm like yeah eh, eh, then it to be a good role player for the rest of your career you're gonna have 10 12 years and okay but you're you're, you're not someone that i'm building my franchise around
1: yeah so i take it with that metric though you got to be high on victor at 19.
0: Of course, looking Victor's not being graded right now. Uh, even Scoot, right? Scoot is not being graded right now because he's only nineteen years old, right? Just like when Kobe and all these guys, when Tatum coming, you have you have about two and a half, three years versus the guy that's in front of you. Um, everyone should look at how Philly treated Michael Carter Williams. That, that's his name, right? Yeah, Michael Carter Williams, where he won Rookie of the Year. And then the next year, they're like, yeah, you're you're not in our timeline anymore. Because he's a rookie of the year, but he's 21, right? 21 turning 22. That second year, 22, 23. By that same age, those guys are three times all-star. You're averaging 14 points. We're going to go in a different direction, but people are going to see rookie of the year, and they're going to give me back something for you. So we're going to trade you. And they did it. That's a real thing. People don't really understand that.
1: That's right, because that was when Hinky was like, oh, Vlad That's when everybody just knew Vlade was a sucker. And they just called and was like, hey, Vlade, I just want to throw something out there at you. What you thinking about, Vlade? Be like, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good no problem here no problem here um uh, saw, saw, saw your man Ja on tuesday night and i laugh we had you on game theory right when job was playing around with guns and i'm just like you know, somehow i just always wind up around gill when something goes on with job but i, I want to know what you think about this and this is my thought when i saw it right we have a tendency in sports to like create the redemption story like somebody gets in some trouble that's of their own making and then they come back and play well and we try to make it into a hero story uh kobe Bryant, of course is like a classic example of that right and so I don't need to make a hero story out of Ja, but I do appreciate the fact that he seems to recognize, even if he's not taking the full responsibility in his words, he know we got a hoop. And he came out there hooping, where on the other side is Zion Williamson, who I thought coming into this year had to know, man, you had the most embarrassing offseason of all time. You have no choice but to come out here and ball every game. And he ain't done that. Ja seemed to know, oh, okay, I got to come out here and kill this got you watch this
0: we we, we do as players we know one thing the hoop part as long as we're hooping it kind of it overshadowed the uh off the court stuff and i don't think anybody really thought Ja was gonna come out here and be on some bs because his team is built for exactly him to do what he did last night right last night The last 12 points, he had 10 of them. He had the last 10 points, he has the game winner because that's what they were missing. They were missing the superstar. So when he came back, he was going to fit right into that role. Well, with Zion, right, you have Brendan Ingram where that shares that spotlight. If Brendan Ingram was on that court and it was just Zion, then Zion would be playing the same way. But he has to share the spotlight with another guy. and. Zion really needed to, to push everything away. He needed to look like Zion at Duke, right? He, that's the Zion he needed to be. Zion at Duke before he blew out of the shoe, right? That guy where when you, when you look at that baseline block and he jumped and it looked, it really looks like it was, uh, photoshopped. Right. To this day, like ah, that's not real. Right. That's the Zion that needed to come back, where he said in the summer and he, he lost about two, 265, 270. Right. If he was 265, 270, everything we see in Ja, we will be seeing in Zion at a more explosive rate. But he's all of three, ten, three. And I'm being nice. 310, 305, (laughs) right? Well, I'm being nice when I'm saying
1: that. (laughs) When you you pretty good, but you fat, people think it's cute, right? They think it's kind of charming. They give you a nickname around it. When you as good as he is and you fat, we're not trying to hear it. Like, that's just really what it comes down to. I thought he was going to come back this year. And he did come back, like, coming to camp looking good. But then when it's not like that concerted daily effort on what you're going to do, it looked like he went right back to what it was. And I'm like, man, you must not know what's going on around here, man. They were pretending like they wanted to trade you, which was just the craziest thought. That's how that's how tired of his shit they are.
0: You're tired of it. It's like the blue balls, right? Right. That's what he is. Like, I, I. I'm ready to get, I'm ready to release you. But then he does something and be like, all right, okay, I, I, you prove my, and that's what he's doing right now. Soon as they're ready to let him go, he shows them why he should, they should stick in a little bit longer. And I wanna say something drastic needs to happen for him to really get it, but it's happened, right? It's happened a few times with him and, He needs to really understand this. This is one important thing, and I don't think it's been calculated. Go into the summer knowing that you're going to gain 15 pounds during the season, right? So if you have the calculation, right? If he says, all right, I need to come into the summer or out of the summer at 250, knowing that I'm going to be 265, 270 when the season ends, that's great, right? If you're coming to the season at 285, and you're you're creeping up to three that's not a good thing right i came into uh training camp at 206 knowing that my way to be around 218 to 220 during the season gatorades eating bad flying drinking partying i'm going to gain about 10 to 15 pounds during the season he can't afford to gain 10 to 15 pounds during the season so he needs to have that already calculated in especially with having a bad hoof Right, you got a bad hoof. You can't add extra pounds on it because that's six times the weight when you jump when you're coming down.
1: I need to know how he been in the league for five years and still ain't got a barber. Like, right, like, like, this is one of the things that fascinates me about the NBA's. y'all got, all got access to the best barbers, right? This dude out here getting Z's cut into the side of his head by somebody who doesn't appear to have great skills or at the very least sharp clippers. And I just don't understand. Like, this just made me wonder, all the old heads talking to him. He, like, he feels like he don't get guidance in every level. Like, the haircut part is jokes, kinda. It feel like nobody's out here giving him any, like, actual advice on what you need to be doing.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. When the season starts, we call it Demon Time, right? You don't have Jalen. You don't have a lot of Jalen Roses out here, right? I, and sorry, Jalen, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm gonna say, it. if you got waves in the NBA, you're not that good. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're, you're not that guy, right? You're, there's, there's a. You know how like back in back in the day when like we we went to the the, the yard and. Someone has on the full Jordan everything, right? You're going to be like, okay, yes. I'm not picking him. hair. I'm not picking him. Same <laughs> thing with the waves. If you have waves and you're always sharp, you're not that guy. You, you you're like option <laughs> three, you know. You're up, because the the fact that you sit at home doing this all day means you're not in the gym, right? You can look at like you can look at Kevin Durant. You go to Kevin Durant, like okay, dude gets buckets, right? LeBron James misses some <laughs> hair, he gets it's buckets, right? <laughs> like 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 look at Steph sometimes, ah, he get buckets, bro, right? The guy that's always sharp, he's inconsistent in this game but that's that's our measurement on just the eye test right when we just look at the eye test the wacky brandon ingram right looking like he's 40 at 24 years old 25 he gets buckets
1: that's why alan iverson was missing their practices huh because them braids ain't gonna do themselves
0: yeah no you just it's just one of those things like braids is fine but when it comes to like that sharp look like tatum is the only guy who looks good balling Right, he got the. He's always gonna have the crispy. Got the. He's rare. <laughs> he's a rare breed. Other than that, the guy who has the waves, we're like, Dad, you're not here. <laughs> you're, you're,
1: you're not wrong. <laughs> you're, you're not <laughs> wrong. I, I, now that I really go back and look through this, like you're right. Kevin Durant obviously is like an extreme case, but now that you point this out, like, nah, nah, you're right. Like nobody's had the super duper waves and been good at basketball. I got a whole different theory about dudes with waves, which is. You ain't never made a dollar a got a single woman once with those waves that you was not going to pull without her. Like, anybody without the waves. Anybody that puts that much work into waves, I'm just like, man, you got your mind focused on the wrong things, man. We have expended more effort toward waves and got less payoff than off of anything that we do in life.
0: And, that, and that's how that's how we look. Like, yo, you just sitting at home brushing all day? Come on, man. Look, come on, look at Paul Pierce <laughs> back in the day. Like, you look at these guys that, because when the season starts, the guys who are really, really taking them to that Lex Neville, they call it grind mode, right? It's, it's they're on demon time, so they are rarely getting haircuts. Like, you, it has to be like a TNT, we're playing against Braun or Kobe, right? <laughs> I, I'll get a shape up for something like that. Other than that, nah, nah, we not doing nah.
1: One of my favorite things that I ever heard, when the bubble got started, One of the more fascinating things was the fight behind the barbers, right? Because it could only be so many and everybody's got their own barber and they had to go through all of this. And the way somebody described it to me was the ones that won out were the ones that could braid and cut because they was like the three and D dudes of the bubble. Like when they make the bubble documentary, that's the one I want to see. The cat's in there campaigning like I got to have my dude in here.
0: Hey, no, no, I'm pretty sure like that was an audition. Hey, I can braid. I can cut, I can dye, I can sew, I can even <laughs> massage. I can massage too, right? It's like the guy who's all exclusive, <laughs> right? I, I make jewelry too. And somebody, oh yeah, we need him, right? And, and But that's probably, that was probably a real thing because you're, you're looking at someone, like if we need three or four barbers, we need to think of someone who can do it all because everybody has something different, right? Um, but you know, most of the guys, Three months. I mean, I guess three months. Yeah, you're gonna need a barber because you know the, the the top guy can't go three months without at least doing a touch up of something.
1: And let me tell you something else too. The dude that can cut and can braid. Y'all might want to wave the background check on who gets into the bubble if you want to make sure you want to get one of those. Like, you tell me a dude knows how to cut hair and he knows how to braid. I got a good guess on where he learned how to do that. My homeboy had to go <laughs> to the Fed once to visit one of his partners and he showed up and he had the hair of fresh braids and it dolled on him right there. Oh! It's a dude that braided your hair.
0: No facts. <laughs> <laughs> or he's from Atlanta. You know, or he lives in Atlanta. You know, so that's uh but 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 you know you're you're serious. It's 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 a thing. I don't even know if they do background chasing anymore. And that's that's such a pointless thing. Like at this point, it's about skills. What is your are your yeah. does your skills fit this job? <laughs> All right, I don't care how many felonies you got, can you Uber my food to me? Right? <laughs> can you just Uber <laughs> the food to me? I don't care how many strikes you got, Uber the food. But we knew Ja was on demon time because he didn't have his hair. He didn't have his hair. He didn't have his hair really prepped for TNT. <laughs> no, he did not.
1: No, he did not. <laughs> no, he, did not.
0: He... he was ready to go like, I've been waiting for this right here. Let me out.
1: <laughs> hey, man. I'm gonna ask you one last thing before we get out of here. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves are twenty and five, and I'm trying to figure out what their record's gonna have to be for me to fully believe in it. Like I find it to be charming right now, I don't believe in it yet.
0: We don't believe in it, but we need to because the group has been together three years, right? That's that's great chemistry, right? You remember they did the uh, was it the play-in game with Pat Bev, and they thought they won the championship, right? Because they was out of it last year. Um, Denver said that was their hardest matchup in the whole playoffs. Right. Which I don't think anybody paid attention to it Cause I asked the wolves, but when he said, yo, we won a championship on our best series was the Timberwolves," It should have put us on some kind, some type of alert that this team was pretty good. Right. And then, um, I think, I think Ant-Man really got a taste of what he's supposed to be getting benched the first game in the uh, USA basketball. And, you know, he's looking around like, who y'all benching me for? And then really took that <laughs> team on and showed like, I'm the best player on this team. I think that type of confidence got, got them where they are right now. So I, I think we should like sit back and say, all right, they're going to be top three guaranteed.
1: I do love what he said. He was like, Kobe came off the bench. D Wade came off the bench for Kobe. He was like, man, where Kobe? I I don't see no Kobe around here what you talking about by the way Ant-Man having a hell of a week too like I felt all that went all that happened to him this week I was just like oh young fellas young fellas y'all going through a lot in this day and age
0: it's media right and 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 I I try to tell some of the young guys even like somebody like John like what you're going through is five percent What you're doing is five percent of what we were doing there. We just didn't have social media. If we had social media, oh my God, we was tracking like the '80s, right? The '80s, they had the tape delay. Well, who we gonna tape delay these games? Oh yeah, we we can't just put them on live for what these guys are. That's the same with us. Like some of the things we do, like there's some people who could be mic'd up, right? Like now we're not. She, we're not micing you up. She, (laughs) not the (laughs) day. So, the, the, you know, so don't really feel bad for what you guys are doing. You just guys have social media where you can get called up easier versus us. Like, you're not the first person to pay for abortion, right? You're not the first one this year, right? You're like, you're. Uh, wait, 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 it's November. There's them summer babies, yeah, there's probably about 80, 90 of you guys. <laughs> there's probably someone who's done had five this year. <laughs>
1: I tell you this too. Somebody gave Anthony elwood some advice because he was adamant. Send me the video. Somebody told him you need to make sure that you see this.
0: And, and, and I would have told him, "Hey, send me the video." And after you send me the video, I'll send you another hundred grand. Oh, I'd kept throwing hundred. <laughs> hey, I'd kept throwing hundred grand at him. Like, hey, I got hundred grand for you to go through And when you do it, here's a thank you hundred grand, right? Because at the end of the day. That can be a month. (laughs) Depending on where she lived, that can be per month.
1: It did sound like she she just threw a nub out there. He was like, cool, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, one less thing for me to think about today. All right, cool. 100 grand. Oh, lucky for you, I have many of those.
0: And and I I don't want people to look at it and like, oh, he don't want to be a father. To be honest, no one, as an NBA player, unless you're with a girlfriend or a wife, having a baby or hearing that I'm pregnant while you're an NBA player, it's always a negative thing. it's oh my god that's this one more thing that's added to my 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 my, what's name? but once you become a father and you, you you have the child for the first time it automatically kicks in like paul george same he went down the same thing look at him married with the same they have three kids they're a happy family right so you know von von was it von wafer von miller same thing right great father now right so you can't judge don't judge the intentions he has now, thinking that's who he's gonna be if the, it, 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 when he's a father, because it, it isn't. Once you turn into a father, and it's it's just I guess it's just the unknowing that scares. Because tr- trust me, I, I I did it too. It's the unknowing. I think it's the unknowing of what's gonna happen for the rest of my life that actually scares that 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 person.
1: No, that makes sense. And I'm going to hit you with the last thing about the Timberwolves. I'm going to say, is we are talking about, you know, just kind of like whether you believe in them or not, regular listeners to this show will know what the hardest thing is for me to believe in. And it's Carl. I cannot do it. I cannot get behind. I'm the best shooting big man of all time. I feel like you focusing on the wrong things. Like him with Rudy, you know, Rudy allows him to be more like a Ralph Sampson kind of player, but he is the one that I look at. And I'm just like, so are we trust in this. Can we, can we believe in this? And I feel like they had to draft your big brother and his name is Anthony Edwards. And I just, it's, I still can't get past it.
0: And I, and I think that's why we should trust it now because cat is not the lead horse anymore. See, when he was the lead horse, we we're like, we can't take this here. But the fact that Anthony Edwards is the guy with the keys and cat is option number two, where he can be as delusional as he wants. His 23 and 12, 24, that is perfect for option two. We will accept that. Let option one do his thing, take this game serious, and our option two can say he's the best big man, power four, the best, Small four, five four, whatever the fuck he wants to call himself, we accept that be an option too. <laughs> dude,
1: I was like, I, you may talk me into it. Like, I want, I'm going to see ultimately how it goes because they think I'm being mean to Carl, and I'm not. Okay, I can be mean sometimes. It's just something I find offensive about big men who don't want to play like big men, right? Like, if you big like Chet and you have all these other things you can do, it's a little different, right? Like, I'm not mad at Kevin Durant. He's a legit seven foot guard. I look at Carl like, no, dude, you're a seven footer. Like it's all right there. You can do this. They had to go get you a big brother and a big man.
0: Actually, sometimes to be honest, this year he's he's posting up a little bit more, right? He's posting up a little bit more. But you got to think that's that's also coaching too, right? We can't take it like if your big man is shooting threes, you're allowing him to do that, right? You're allowing him to do that because you ain't subbed him out yet, right? So I think that you know we have to really. Like look deeper than what the players are doing, you know. When we're hearing that teams want to shoot forty threes, and you look around and you say, "All right, we don't have Steph Clay and, and Curry on this team. I mean, Steph Clay and, and KD on this team to put up." So that means someone else has to be doing it too. I'm surprised Rudy ain't took two or three a game, right? And I'm pretty <laughs> sure if he did, we will all we will all be like, eh, "Cat, cat." I mean, you, you already heard uh, <laughs> um, Ant Man say. If Rudy shoots a three, I'm leaving. I'm off the court, right? He's already put it out there. If Rudy <laughs> shoots a three inside of a game, I'm checking myself out, right? Which lets you know he's not going to accept <laughs> his, his five-man shooting a
1: three. Duh, nobody, nobody. Rudy ain't got a fan in the world, man. Like, maybe they over there in France. Everybody gives Rudy nothing but begrudged respect.
0: Yes. he's he's he, To us, he's the reason that we had the bubble. There's that. There's also that. <laughs> we knew we know it was gonna happen and spread, but we felt we had at least one more month of basketball if Rudy didn't decide to touch everybody. Right. That's what we really believed. And then it's Utah, right? And for some reason, we didn't like the way he played, making all-star games. It was just a whole, it was he is the gumbo of hatred. Right. Right. He brought he <laughs> in a little bit of everything for everyone to say, ah, we don't like him.
1: <laughs> Yo, and he's actually good. Like he has been a game, at least in the regular season, like a legitimate game changing player. Right. The numbers back it up. He was like all those Utah teams with Donovan Mitchell. He was their best player. All of this stuff. Nobody cares. He cried when he didn't make that all star game. I let him slide for it. Y'all didn't. Y'all have not forgotten. Don't nobody want to pick him. Yeah, we just
0: uh, we just we just found a reason to hate him. I don't know what it is, but it's like everyone has a, this reason for him. Like some of us are like, he got choked. Ah! We we're, we're making excuses for <laughs> Draymond Green. You know, we're making excuses like, well, he grabbed Clay. Draymond was supposed to do that. knowing and Danwell was like if that was anybody else besides <laughs> if he, right if that was any if he did that to win me, oh my god Draymond would be in the G League right now <laughs>
1: <laughs> nobody tried to save him like come on Draymond stop man Stop, man. Even Ant, even Ant was standing right in there. Carter's like, "Come on, man, stop doing that." Just
0: stop doing it. Yeah.
1: Come on, please, referee. Can y'all get them to stop choking our teammate? Like, we, we we this this isn't cool. Like, nobody nobody tried to help. I mean, I'd have to come in there and be like, "Yo," after I saw the video, somebody got to explain to me how that took so long.
0: And everybody's like, everybody's watching the film. Like, hey, I, I'm sorry, Rudy. I was. I was trying to figure out, should we call it a timeout? I was trying to figure, everyone had an excuse probably in that locker room when Rudy was trying to ask for some
1: questions. So, hold on, Rudy. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to be right back. Stay cool. Stay cool. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. Keep breathing. It was right there. Right there. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Tap out, Rudy. I'm going to go figure out. that out. <laughs> <laughs> tap out, Rudy. Man, hey. That is Gilbert Arenas. Check him out on Gil's Arena. Check out the podcast. Check out the video on YouTube. My man, I can't thank you enough. And in January, I'm coming out. I'm going to come hang out with you guys. We'll see how many hours I got in me for this uh, practice (laughs) session y'all got going, but I'm looking forward to
0: it. Uh, Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Can't wait to see you.
1: No, man. No problem, man. I appreciate it. That is Gilbert Arenas. And now we have our man Sean with the prize picks for the people. Sean, what do people need to do? All right, Bo, um, we got some Thursday night football, Rams versus Saints. I'm taking Cooper Cup 0.5 rush and reception touchdowns. I'm taking more there. And then Derek Carr, 274 and a half passing yards. I think – there gonna be a lot of pass yards in that game, and I think Derek Carr's gonna take the over there. So those are my bets uh, heading into the Thursday night football games. Yo, I have to say it's a quite a shift in a way that it hadn't been quite before all the other guests going from Gilbert Arenas to coming to you. Like, like, like we we've definitely done the change, and then it pops up. I have to say it was like, well, Gilbert Arenas, sup, Sean? What you got? Yeah, complete opposite tone change. But, you know, shout out to Gil. That was an amazing show. <laughs> oh, man. And ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time, a Wave Sports and Entertainment original presented by Prize Picks. That's Sean Yu. He handles everything behind the scenes. Thank you, sir. Also, thank you to our guest, Gilbert Arenas. Remember, follow The Right Time. Subscribe, like, rate us, review us. Give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy.